0: My name is Mark Solomon and this is Never Was. I never was a world traveler. I've been some places. I, I've been to every corner of America: Alaska, Maine, Florida, California, all that stuff in the middle. I've been to all of those places. The very bottom of Texas. I've been to the Upper Peninsula. I've been. I met the Youpers. I had a pasty. I'm not sure why. Sorry, guys. I don't, I don't get it. You know, I've been outside of. I've been outside of America a couple times. You know, with the band, Germany, things like that, Sweden. Canada, but it uh, that was always part of a plan, it was always part of some sort of organized plan. You know, there were managers to call and, and, and places to be, and you know, things that needed to be done, and shows to perform. And uh, I don't know, it seemed like a, a an actual concern, but you know. Huh. My wife and I took our, uh, we took our honeymoon in a place called del Carmen in Mexico. And this is like the first time I've ever done any kind of traveling outside of America that didn't involve the safety of, of, of a manager and the band. And uh, that was not the same. And <laughs> you know, Paiado Carmen, it's in the Cancun Peninsula. I mean, it's a touristy area. And we stayed at a resort hotel for our honeymoon it's not nowhere it's somewhere there's there's swollen tourists all over and there's corona signs you know there's people who speak the language that I speak uh, there are phones and airports and movie channels I even got to watch the Raiders play you know there's some semblance of normalcy and safety you know but them trips outside of the resort. <laughs> On the way to the ruins of Tulum, you know. On the way from the airport. That is not the same. You know. I saw... I saw a dog running across someone's roof. You know. Uh, Bus drivers are telling us to stay close to the bus when we're at the bathroom breaks. It's just different. And you... It's like a a feeling of vertigo almost. You, You feel like you're just... Like the wind could pick up and blow you right off. And no one would ever find you. And... Um, I think that's the big thing, you know. That no no one might ever find you. Well... Uh, my guest today... He laughs at this. He, he scoffs at my Mexico vertigo. He laughs right in his face. Uh, you... You may actually know him. He's he's done some some work, some artwork for Stavesacre over the years, a couple album covers. You know, he did the Bull Takes Fighter and um, and uh, Against the Silence EPs, some T-shirts and things, posters. Um, I thought you'd enjoy his story because you know this guy started off going one place and he had a plan way back when, and, and things have definitely changed, but you know what. I think he's fine. He's just fine. Ladies and gents, I give you Mr. Tony Streeter. What are you doing right now? What am I doing right now? Yeah. What are you doing? Where, where are you? I,
1: I live um, outside of Iowa city. Um, okay. I live in West branch, Iowa. It's uh, just, you know, about a 10 minute drive East. And there's really nothing here. It's known for being uh, Herbert Hoover's birthplace. So there's a presidential library that I, I haven't been in in years, but um, yeah, it, we <laughs> strangely ended up here. Um, about a year ago, uh, my wife, Alicia, got a job at this Quaker boarding school as the admissions director. And now we have uh, staff housing. So I live on a nice. I live on the, the grounds of a high school with a connected uh, organic farm.
0: <laughs> and Dude, that's kind of. He- that's badass. Yeah, man. it's it's uh <laughs>
1: it's it's the strangest place I thought I'd be especially after the last uh couple years of life just um uh you know turning my own life upside down in some sort of impossible staging of an epiphany.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to get into All that right. there, Tony. Tony. All right. Uh, <laughs> we'll go there. I think it's So let me get this straight right now you're on campus at this school well i'm
1: in my house uh yeah
0: you're in your house which is on
1: on campus
0: on campus yeah got you so you're in your house on campus dude do you uh what kind of school are we talking about here is it a college it's it's a high high school.
1: school it's um it's a high school boarding school for uh for high schoolers um and uh you know people think boarding school they think of place where they you know, people throw their kids and they don't want to deal with them. But this is like the opposite of that. Like every kid here loves okay. it here. They want to be here. It's more of a college uh, prep school in some way. And it's um, all right. some of the most progressive minds I've ever heard <laughs> coming out of staff, staff wow. and high schoolers. You know, it's um, some people affectionately call it hippie Hogwarts. It's just, <laughs> you know... Um, you know, we, we got a guy that's lived here, you know, a lot of his life that uh, teaches the kids um, archery and medieval literature. And uh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll take them on a bike ride from like, I think, St. Louis back to Southeast Iowa once a year. And yeah, it's just man, it makes me weep for my education. It's it's a really interesting place. And I'm I'm not on staff. I work. You know, um, I do freelance graphic design, and I also work off campus in Iowa City. So I, I'm not like super involved in the community. So I'm kind of this Cosmo Kramer of the community, which you know I, I make that joke to the <laughs> students; and they have no idea what I'm talking about.
0: That's <laughs> I'm sad. at that point all all the progressive minds in the world, and they don't know their filled <laughs> That's not, not going to work. Well. Dude, you know you have the opportunity to be like the crazy Boo Radley, too. You can just yeah, like I, I, hide in the house the whole well, time. Well,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the the guy with the tattoos and the beard that the kids are like, you know, they whisper to each other. Is, is he a real hipster or is he a fake hipster? <laughs> and then my wife says, I, I, I don't really know how to define those two things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's where we're living. Yeah.
0: Okay. So let's see here for uh we're gonna we're gonna do a little history. I'm yeah. not gonna go too crazy. We, we can. But um <laughs> I wanna start with the question that I try to ask everybody, which is uh what did you wanna be when you grow up? What did you wanna be?
1: You know Don't lie, I'll know. Don't lie, you'll know. Okay, well I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I still don't know. I never knew. <laughs> I uh
0: That's all right
1: actually. Yeah, yeah. I um about a week or two before I graduated high school, my dad was driving me somewhere and he says, so what are you gonna do? And I'm like, I don't know. And uh, and he says, You gonna go to college? And I was like, I don't know if I can afford it. He says, Well, I'll, I'll help you a little bit, you know. I was like, well, Okay, I'll go to college, you know, <laughs> to community college. Um, and uh, from community college, I thought, um, you know, I, sh- I should probably go to Bible college. I, that, that'd that be a good idea, you know. And uh, I, I went up to uh, a small private Bible college um, uh, just to get this one-year Bible certificate. Um, yeah, everyone I knew there was like, oh, yeah, you'll come here one year, and then you'll stay all four, you know. And I came here—I went there one year, and I was kind of like, ah, that's enough. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't really— it didn't really catch <laughs> you didn't take Yeah I didn't take you know, and it was just like it it wasn't really you know happening so i um I ended up going back to my hometown cleaning up <laughs> cleaning up the grades from community college and then um uh, I had met uh, I' had met my my future wife that year, and then we both decided to go to Western Illinois University together um, and I was at the time I was thinking about teaching uh possibly art. And I took like one mm-hmm. class with that. And I just once again realized, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> and uh, I just, <laughs> it's not my personality. It's not who I am. And since I was already taking art classes to possibly teach art, I just kept taking those art classes and ended up getting my degree in art, the minor in like graphic communication. So, um, yeah, I just kind of focused on graphic design and, um screen printing in college. Nice. Yeah. So uh yeah.
0: Uh, as 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 uh many uh Stavesacre fan <laughs> may not be aware of, uh, they saw the results of that on quite a few stageacre records and Bits and pieces. We'll get into that in a minute. Sure. Here. I just wanted to. So, so when you were growing up, you didn't say like I want to be Spider Man. You never thought that, or, or no?
1: I, well, I probably you know. wanted to be Luke Skywalker more than anything, but no.
0: <laughs> I'll see. Now that's something we can work with. man. Well, he
1: doesn't make a lot of money. I just w- <laughs> I get
0: The feeling. He doesn't need to. He doesn't to. need he to. Has he a, has a lightsaber. He has a freaking lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. I was just out in uh, in Denver with uh, with. Peter Melby, oh yeah, who you know, you know, you kind of inadvertently worked with, I yeah. guess. Well,
1: uh-huh. I knew him before I knew you, actually. Then, did you really? Yeah, we. Um. Well, here's the the story. My wife and I actually met on the Five Iron Frenzy message board, and uh, Pete was a member of that board. So uh, all of us old Frenzy board, I, I don't know what we called ourselves the the Frenzy boardies, something. Yeah, we, we kind of all knew each other back in that day. And then <laughs> we heard uh, he was working for you guys. And I was like, hey, that's cool. I like those guys.
0: <laughs> nice. That's weird. I don't think I knew yeah. that. I mean, I know you guys all were on a bunch of different boards. Man, the days of
1: the days of message of board. Boards. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Long gone. <laughs> I'm but well, it- yeah, I just uh, I was wondering if if. That's weird, man. You guys knew each other already. I thought I was doing something so amazing, having you work on the cover of my book and having Pete put the book together. Little did I know. Oh, that's funny. I was way behind. That's weird, man. That is such a trip. Well, so you, you, uh you You go to school, you do the graphic arts thing, you know for those who don't know, I might as well just say that you know Tony's done a ton of of the images that that you're familiar with if you're familiar with acre. you know he's done a lot more maybe than you realize, including a number of panels in the the last full length album. How many sh- did you do shirts for us? I know you did a, a sweatshirt. Yeah, I've done a
1: handful what of t shirts for you guys. Probably more than yeah. I've done for other projects. Mostly t shirts. A couple yeah. posters here and there. Yeah,
0: and then you know the the layout for uh, like Bull takes Fighter. Yep. Easily my favorite artwork for any Stavesacre album cool. ever. I love that. thing. Yeah, I like that. And um, yeah. it is so evil looking. <laughs> just that bowl <laughs> <laughs> the bowl and just the the old school plates you know and um i don't know i dig it like i don't know what what that it just it's such a cool looking image but you know uh peter also peter hi uh tony also saved my neck when i was doing the um when we had we had done the first couple uh, editions of Uh, My book, Simplicity, Mm -hmm. and got picked up by Relevant Books. Man, do you remember those, the proofs that they sent me? Did I ever send you any of those things? Yeah, (laughs) some. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tony is the reason why the best thing about that book is the cover. Uh, (laughs) Because they sure did jam up the inside of it, but the the cover is tight.
1: Yeah. Anyway. That was um, fun to do.
0: how, How did... How did we start? Okay, I'm going to tell you this, and I don't know if I've ever really talked about it, but I feel like you and I met through a couple emails, like a million years ago. Uh, Yeah. You emailed, you know, and you were having a tough time, as I remember. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
1: That sounds about right.
0: And then... uh, Yeah, so... You know, I just... I remember that was the days of like no one had a computer. So I was at Java jungle, the coffee shop working in the middle of the night and I would get super bored and I would take a couple of bucks out of my tip jar, drop them in the, um, 10 cents a minute internet access. Oh wow. (laughs) That's right, dude. And, uh, you know, a buck gets you 10 minutes, you know? And, um, and I remember, exchanging emails with you from there. I I feel like,
1: yeah. And I remember that specifically because that was that year I was at Bible college, which was a, it was a hard time for me that year. It was just like, uh, um, you know, I'd gone to that college and, um, I realized real fast, I wasn't that great at making friends and, um, people were friendly enough. You know, I was just kind of a loner as well. But um, I, uh, yeah, I, I remember. Uh, you know, speaking of not owning a computer, I I was in the library at that college like daily. You know, and I was you know on those message boards, and I remember that that was about the same time that I I emailed you. I think it was when um, Speakeasy came out, and uh, was it, that was ah. the one with like gold and silver and rivers underneath, mm-hmm. and yeah, I I remember just like. Listening to that album constantly because it was just um, getting me through some some really hard times in my life at the time. And and yeah, I, and I just like I, I don't know how I got your email address. I think I think maybe a Dave Cigarette Message Board at the time. And uh, um, yeah, I just sit, just reached out, said, hey, you know, this means a lot to me, you know. And um, and yeah, I think that was kind of maybe the first time we touched bass. And then, uh, from there, you know, I would just, every time you came, Saker would tour near the the Midwest. I'd make some little road trip out to wherever you guys were playing, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We saw you at a bunch of shows. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's so awesome, man. Think about that for a second. I mean, obviously it's a much smaller world now, but that, that, that moment, like there right there, that 98 ninety nine that was probably about when we were talking because yeah, you know, like Speakeasy dropped in 99, but we were working on it for so long sure, and it might have actually technically come out in 98 I don't remember, but then there was also absolutes right before it, and that was like a that record was a lot of you know yeah, uh, tough times jams, so sure. Sure, I had just gotten my heart destroyed by a girl and uh, had to write an entire record full of songs. It's probably not going to be a real bright record. Yeah. But I I feel like we talked about that back then, too. I don't know. I don't don't know. The the placement gets a little fuzzy. Yeah. But the, the point being that back then, you know, that was like such a major turn of events to be able to just reach out to somebody from across the country.
1: Yeah, it was. I I remember that. Yeah. And it was, you know, honestly, you know, it's that whole, those years were my more turning point for me. Like I said, I was kind of a loner. I didn't really, you know, make friends well, but suddenly go online and like, it was just like, uh, you know, just the mask, you know, just like your personality changes a little bit. And I honestly, (laughs) I'm, I'm a completely different person than I was then, um, And I just, yeah, I I don't know what to really uh, chalk that up to as far as, like, you know, technology coming out and just talking to people and just, like, actually into talking to people. And and plus, there was just, like, so many people into the same things I was, you know, which was just kind of harder to find in, in like, small Midwest towns,
0: honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I I guess like we probably met that way. I don't know when we first started working together though. That
1: would be a couple years um, later, I think. You know, I uh we kept in contact here and there. Um I think we'd recognize each other on the message board or something like that and then uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and I would show up at shows and we I think we'd hang out a little bit before after the shows. And then when I was in at Western uh Illinois, I uh um you know, that was when I was really getting into graphic design and I was, I was learning to screen print the same years that, um, uh, the name shepherd fairy was just starting to be heard, you know? And I, I was, uh, uh, learning to screen print in college. Meanwhile, this poster movement is, is just barely starting to, you know, trickle up throughout the the whole country. And I just really dove into that and really absolutely love that stuff. And I, I, I did a couple posters. Um I did one for well <laughs> Living Sacrifices uh original final show <laughs> <laughs> whenever that was, yeah. you know, and then there was another um another one I think with them and, and you you guys were on the bill, maybe Project Eighty Six, you know, and um mm-hmm. we did I started doing posters for for a few of um, those different bands, and uh, and, and I think it wasn't long after that we started talking about the book
0: a little bit more, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, all I knew is that I mean, Pete pretty much did the artwork on the first two records, I just told him what I wanted to see, and then he just made it happen, you know, but uh, man. Those, oh my goodness, those those proofs that they sent me. It literally <laughs> looked like my first graphic design job, you know? And yeah. I mean, no, uh, no offense to whoever, well, I guess no offense. I say that like it's going to make it easier. But I'm sure whoever designed those things, is much better now and can't believe that somebody tried to sell us.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I was when I saw those, I remember I was in the impression that they were just kind of like uh, quick sketches mocked up, you know, instead of just Uh, like this thing. But they they still just, I just, I remember thinking like, I don't think that really goes with what's going on here, you know? And, you know, honestly, you know, uh, whoever the designer was probably didn't read the book, you know? They didn't know what... What I knew could reading the book and, you know, what really, uh, the imagery that needed to be used. But, uh, yeah, I, I, that was a really exciting project for me. I I loved working on that. That was right after I moved to Iowa city because um, Alicia and I, we graduated, um, and then, uh, graduated, got married and moved to Iowa city within one summer. And, um, and we, and we moved here not really um having jobs most people move to a place because there's a job there for them. but we just like thought hey we we like this town we're going to go live there <laughs> and find jobs yeah. later and yeah. and uh and I and I I was doing you know some freelance work uh, meanwhile uh cleaning windows with my cousin who had just bought a window cleaning business and um then I remember uh you know coming home from cleaning windows and, and working on that, that book. It was just like, a a you know, uh, something exciting <laughs> that I got to work on. And after a work day, Well,
0: you're telling me that, that that was more fun than the exciting world of window washing. You know,
1: honestly, I, I really cannot complain about that window cleaning job. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was hard to, honestly, I, I loved washing. Yeah. I house. remember you did that too. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. But it was, you know, one. that job was me and my cousin, who was my best friend. He had just mm-hmm. bought it. Um, you know, honestly, he didn't know how to be a boss. I didn't know how to be an employee, you know, and, uh, you know, and he, he knew how to <laughs> clean windows. He bought it from a guy and the business. And, uh, you know, I mean, we just rode around town in this this old minivan, And it was basically like a couple guys hanging out, just goofing off all day. And someone was like, Hey, you guys, why don't you clean some windows while you're doing whatever it is you're doing here, (laughs) you know, be productive, give back to society. And, uh, so yeah, we did that, (laughs) but yeah, I I did that for eight years total. And, um, no, yeah. And, uh, and then Alicia was working as well. She, uh, Uh, she had a couple different jobs, one insurance, and then she ended up, uh, being an accountant. Um, but, uh, and we ended up, uh, buying a house in Iowa city after just a couple years and owned that house. And then, then I built my, um, my screen printing studio in that basement and really started, uh, making more posters and and artwork in that little house. Yeah. Yeah. Which
0: was, dude, I remember those, uh. What was that little logo you had? It was like a little squeegee. Yeah, with with a face. Yeah, little yeah. guy, okay. little
1: well, Mister Squeegee. Yeah, I, I still uh, yeah. I still make decals of him, and uh, I send them out once in a while. And I I made another one with a similar face with just the shape of Iowa. This is kind of our you know our version nice. of you know we we like it here kind of face, and yeah. pe- people like that around here. So
0: yeah, you know I was uh just for the heck of it, like we mentioned the boards a couple minutes ago. I I think it has to be discussed. Uh Miss A, uh-huh. which is was uh Alicia. And then what was your what was your name on those? Was it just Tony? Or I mean I can't remember. I when.
1: went I am pretty sure I went by um Triquestra, which was a miss That's right. It was a misspelling of triketra. <laughs> like I, I added an S in triquest- there. And I thought it was so weird that like Okay, so what the word, the actual word is referring to, it's, it's one of the words for when you see like that kind of three-shaped uh, Celtic knot that you might see like representing the Trinity. And it's on the, on the side of those miniature King James Bibles and stuff like that. And I heard what the name of it was, but then I ended up misspelling it. And I thought it was like, fantastic that no one else online <laughs> ever used that as a scream. And then I found out later I misspelled it. I was like, ah, whatever it's mine, you know, and I use that for everything. Yours. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my names. I still yeah. hear
0: from, I still hear from uh, a couple of the old, like board, board peoples. Um, tof. I, I still hear from uh, occasionally on Facebook. Uh, Reeb. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, uh, Leslie, Leslie. Um, and
1: Esther. Is she still around?
0: Esther is still around, although she's, you know, a very cagey, mysterious British person. <laughs> so we, we no one really ever knows what's going on. That's funny. You know, we actually, uh, sta Stavesacre had a couple shows in, um, where the heck were we? At one point, we were we were overseas, and she showed up. I don't know if she came to Germany or if we met her in in England. I cannot remember, but she hung out with us for a couple of days, which was kind of cool. You know, to finally put a human face to that. Um, she's just always kind of had her own thing going on. Cool, but uh, oh, and and then of course, um, I will, I'll feel terrible if I don't look this up. Oh, I'm trying to remember. What the heck her um her name was on the board.
1: She had at least a couple of them, <sighs> I remember.
0: Well, Esther's had like a there was a 5 in it, I think. Huh. Um but where is the uh let's see here. Pause with us uh ladies and gentlemen. You'll just have to wait. <laughs> Um, so yeah, here I got Reeb in here, uh, leslie now Leslie fair, um, and then Sarah who
1: oh Aardvark. Was
0: probably is that the Aardvark? what was her name, the ardvark yes. The hard bar. <laughs> she was probably the first person not in our band to get a Stavesacre tattoo. I remember that. Oh, funny! I just thought that was so. Cool. I considered that at and one she's point. She's still like, <laughs> you know, she still will drop us a line here and there. Um, I don't know. I just, I, there was uh, that was like such a cool little time. I mean, it was fascinating because you didn't have again. It, it was that. It was before. Everyone had all this crap in their house, you know. Right, <laughs> so, right. Anyway, but I think it's awesome, and I'm so bummed that uh, Five Iron Frenzy gets all the credit. And the reason why I brought this up uh, is that you are now married to Miss A, um, and have been for quite some time. Yeah. I mean, when did you guys get married? Um, May of '04. So. Holy smokes, yeah. dude! That's freaking ten years yeah, almost. Yeah, ten and a. It's ten years, ten and a half. I think something. Yeah. <laughs> been a while so you got married fairly shortly after stephanie and i did then yes because I think, I, we just had 11 years to well year.
1: okay because i remember meeting up with you we, we came down to i think um uh or is it urbana um when you when you and reese and was it john the fisherman and um pigeon john and Pigeon John, yeah, talking about and you guys did that. Uh, you
0: talking about the um, the poetry tour? The Poetry tour, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. We we came and, down uh, there, and I remember you talking. It was it was like right after you had got married, and uh, I think me and Alicia were maybe engaged at that point. I don't remember now, but it was like within a year of us getting married. But yeah, that was huh. Hmm. That was a, that was a cool little yeah, trip. Nice little tour so
0: too. Five iron, five iron can get the credit for it because of their damn board, but I, I'm taking credit. Yeah, for do it. it. Uh, spirit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you made this happen, dude. Yeah. Never doubt my matchmaking ability, America. Okay. So yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, your lovely wife, whom uh, I think she was, you guys were both moderators for a couple of staves boards. If I don't, I'm yeah. Not, uh, misremembering. Um, always was, you know, always have been a fan of of these guys. Uh, and Tony has always been, as we've clearly established, a very artistic person. You know, he's done a lot of stuff f- for the band. In fact, I, I have to remember, do you remember, or have to mention, do you remember when we went, um, we did the artwork for How to Live with a Curse? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you did, you know, a number of the plates and then, you know, we played that one show in, uh, Chicago, uh, at the Wonderland ballroom and mm-hmm. we were there with a bunch of other bands and you brought, um, hand screened, you know, like posters, uh, from, from the record, those for the song. Um, yeah.
1: Was that with the, uh, um, it looks so easy with the gun. Um, I,
0: yeah, well you did, that was, um, those, that was in but, Dallas. Was that in Dallas? Yeah. That was
1: when you guys did a, um, a show. I I, I want to say you hadn't done a show in a while and it might've been close to one of what you thought was your last shows maybe. Huh. And yeah, I remember me and Alicia, well, we, I, we this just knew Yeah. Oh, go ahead.
0: I remember we were in Chicago. I, I know this was at the window my because I can still picture it in my head. You brought this, these pictures that you had, these posters that you had made. And I had, I had just gotten a shipment of books. That's why I remember it the most. Yeah. I stacked up my books on the table mm-hmm. and, and, um, you broke out your posters and, you know, you were kicking back at the booth and uh, I was like, dude, these look so sweet. This is, this is great. This is exactly what I wanted. You know, see cool art coming out that is associated with my band. And then I was so embarrassed, dude, because like every other kid would walk up to the table and be like, oh, are, are these uh, free? <laughs> like, no, dude, uh, those those kind of cost money. <laughs> so... Yeah, man. Uh, they were handmade. It's not something that you can make at Kinko's <laughs> it's like, and I just remember I was super bombed and embarrassed. I mean, they didn't know, well, yeah. you know, but like, I
1: remember that was like at the beginning of like, uh, the poster, uh, movement when before it had really kind of boomed again. And I think a lot of people just didn't really get it yet. You know? Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember that. Um, and, and then it just like, you know, everyone became a poster artist and it got <laughs> oversaturated real, real fast. But, uh but yeah, it's still like poster arts, you know, some of the best art out there. I, I love it because, uh, you know, people were watching, um uh, you know, album artwork, possibly going extinct, you know, because it was, it yeah. was moving. Yeah. You know, I mean, it already moved down to tapes and CDs, but then like, you know, and like, Napster happened. And then, you know, Pirate Bay, all that stuff, you know, so no one was buying stuff and like iTunes and like people were really afraid of like, um, artwork, not, you know, visual artwork not being associated with, with the music they bought anymore and suddenly vinyl came back, (laughs) you know? And then like, Mm -hmm. Uh, posters came back because it wasn't just the album artwork, but it was like some other artists, artists interpretation of what they were uh, seeing when they listened to those albums. Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, it's, it's a, it's a theme that I've, I, I will not stop selling on this uh, program, which is okay. You just said it poster art was, you know, the, thing was getting saturated at one point because it was such it was having such a huge comeback and mm-hmm. you know uh, people loved it and loved seeing uh, artwork associated with it, associated with their music yet who had less poster artwork than anyone the christian music industry <laughs> it's like you could go into any local record store and find like a badass handmade silkscreen multicolored poster from a local show For any band, unless it was a Christian band, then it's just not, they don't, we don't get that. (laughs) We just, i always used to drive me crazy. I still have like two or three posters that were like that from, from over the years because there were so few of them. I had no problem keeping them around. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I just, I, I don't understand what it is about Christian people whom I love why we can't like take the lead on something, man, and 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 be the artistic vision? You know. Well,
1: I have a, I have like, opinions on that. Oh. <laughs> I you
0: have opinions I on have, that. I Tony? have
1: opinions. I've thought about that for years. I honestly, I think it goes back to uh, Graveman Images. I think uh, you know
0: I. Like some kind of taboo or something? Yes,
1: that's exactly what it is. Because, you know, I mean, you look through the scope of history, you know, um, Catholic art is the best art. You know, Protestant art, you know, I don't know if we could name a good Protestant artist out of history. Really? <laughs> you know, it's like, right? you know, I, you know when there's, there's too much. Um, yeah, it, there's just a. There's just this theme of being separate from the world um not being like the world and look at all this amazing artwork the world is making you know and there's just some disconnect in people's mind but um i i think that's kind of where that came from of just uh not wanting to be influenced by something outside of your tribe um to the point of <sighs> you know if it came from outside our tribe it's worthless you know that's what
0: that drives me crazy.
1: That's, that's what it always was. Yeah. <laughs> it drove me crazy for a while. Then I was kind of like, you know, I don't even care anymore. I'm just going to like the artwork I like. <laughs> you
0: know? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, hey, man, you, you can't let it stop you, of course. But sure. But I just, like that whole thing, the stigma of a graven image or whatever. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. You don't well, have it- to make a picture of Jesus for crying out loud. Do something cool. And put it out there, you know. Mm-hmm. I just always, I was always jealous. Yeah, <laughs> always jealous. That's why when when you did stuff like that for us, or whenever I would see it for anybody else, it, it was always such. It was so refreshing, and oftentimes, uh, sh- sh- you know, shocking. Like what they, you know, they're making a tour movie or what? You know what I mean? Like that's. That's the artistic experience I was always looking for, you know, uh, growing up, but it just feels, it's always felt to me like the Christian community uh, was missing out on a lot of that, but you know, it's my own drum, I'll bang it. Well, you know, I I think
1: there's, there's plenty of people of faith that, uh, ended up making amazing artwork, but they just didn't, um, define themselves as part of, you know, that Faith community, they just define themselves as an artist, you know, and you know that that's an old argument, an old conversation, you know. And I know in the Christian music industry, <laughs> of are we Christians in a band or are we a Christian band right. kind of thing. But you know, like you know, I, I think of the artists that I love. Like uh, you know, number number. Well, since we're on the subject, number one would have been uh, the Clark Brothers that uh, right. you know the, that were in uh, like Training for Utopia, then they. Eventually did Demon Hunter, but they're just amazing graphic designers, you know, and uh, I don't think they ever define themselves as anything or really, um, you know, inside of like some Christian community. They never really stamped their faith all over everything they made. <laughs> you know, they just. no, And I don't think they
0: had. To. No, I don't think they had to. Yeah. But, you know, what I what they were in a, a unique position because they were you know able to be seen by other people right and honestly like it's a fine line um to some people to me it's a pretty clear one like and i know to you it is as well i mean you just you do do something be as good at it as you can and and be recognized my my problem is is that I feel like our community, and it is a community of people. It should be, at least, you know, I think. Christian The Christian community, I just feel like has missed the opportunity to to be supportive, you know what I mean? Sure. And I'm not just talking about music or my band, frankly. I'm talking about anything. I'm talking about, you know, any artist that is out there putting out legitimate, like quality stuff who is a person of faith should be, you know, encouraged and, and, uh, and promoted, you know, that should be something that they can fall back and be like, Hey man, I know the, the community's got my back. You know what I mean? Oh, like, sure. Well, you know, would, I mean, you would hope that that would at least I, um, be happening.
1: You know, I, I see that as, um, you know, I got a real good solid group of, uh, friends in the past couple of years here. Um, when, uh, um, you know, we, we went through some pretty serious transitions, uh, living here in Iowa city, uh, of, um, some, uh, church that we left. Um, uh, meanwhile, my home church was, um, uh, crumbling in, in several different ways, yeah. just, uh, and, uh, you know, there's, you know, I, I found myself, you know, trying to figure out what that community meant. And I honestly, I shunned it. You know, and I'm I went back to you know, I'm kinda of that it's my personality that I just kind of um hold a lot of people at arm's length. Um and I you know I you know, I mean I'll go ahead and I think you wanted to end up talking about this anyway, you know, but like uh my wife and I ended up selling everything we owned to travel. Um about right. the time we decided to uh, do I that. Definitely. Was, yeah. <laughs> and that's where I was headed. Well, we, we we can jump into that in a second. But you know, to just to finish that thought, you know, um Some friends of ours, and honestly, they were friends that we hadn't even known that long, Um, kind of friends of other friends. Um, We were selling our house and we were going to just find some dirtbag apartment that we could rent for a couple more months to save up the rest of what we thought we needed. And they said, uh, hey, you know, we just bought a house and um, we uh, there's like two or maybe three extra bedrooms in it. You know, we bought a bigger house than what we need because we want to be able to, um, have friends live with us, people that need a place, you know, um, we just want to live in community and like, and it just blew my mind, you know, I mean, I'd have people done, you know, you know, things for me before, you know, obviously just things I, you know, people, when people give you something, you obviously can't repay, you know, but like that was just like the most uh, um, like touching. Just come into our home and live with us, and it was <laughs> yeah. and it was during the winter, and man, it was it was just it was some of the like the best months of my life just living with these friends. And they invited us to come when we got back from our trip. We uh, lived with them again, you know, for for a while there, and yeah, you know, yeah. I, I see that as you know, people. That, um, you know, I, am friends with a lot of people that have been, uh, kind of, you know, pushed to the margins in their, their faith communities and, or maybe they've been burned out, maybe different things, you know, but like, uh, you know, people figure out that, um, you know, community people just caring about each other, having each other's backs is, is, is important, you know, and, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, this trip.
0: It's important and it's kind of beautiful and it's totally and completely uh what's the word? I mean, it's a re- it's uh it's aggressive, man. I mean it's like a Sure. It's like a powerful thing to have a, a community like that. and it's, and that's it's strange I've that always believe what we should do. It's strange
1: that that's such a revolutionary idea in Western society. <laughs> exactly.
0: Like why is that surprising? Yeah.
1: You like, know, I mean well, a well you know, a lot of, I I know people that would look at a situation like that and say, Oh, you guys must be communists. I was like, well, um, sure. Well, I, maybe, I don't, it depends on how you define that word, but yeah, I don't, I don't know (laughs) what that
0: means. I don't know. And I don't care. I don't care if I'm a communist, Yeah, you know, honestly, if, if I'm helping out my brothers and sisters, uh, that should be plenty. I don't really, right. I don't need any other kind of, of association or whatever. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, we spent plenty of time together uh, out there on the road and you know got the impression that you not only um espouse that sort of belief but that you live it you know which brings me to to this whole thing i mean that staying at that house uh, is that really what kind of um sp- like like encouraged you guys to, to sell your shit and take off? Um, uh, well, how did that that, come about? that
1: decision came first. We were, um, yeah, like I said, I had been cleaning windows for eight years and mm-hmm. I um, was doing, you know, freelance graphic design. When, whenever I got a job that came along, I never really advertised myself a lot. I just kind of let the word of mouth move around. Um, I felt like I would get overwhelmed with it. if I let too much, come down the pipe, you know, but, um, between that and then doing my own artwork with a, a studio I built in my basement, I, you know, we, we had this great little house. We had two dogs and a cat, you know, I had a backyard and a lawnmower. I had a 90 year old neighbor <laughs> across the fence that, Oh my God, I could talk about him for hours. That dude it was just <laughs> a trip. Um, I'll tell you one quick story about this guy. This is George. George was in his nineties. George okay. George had a neighbor who was as old as him, but was probably just an old hippie. And George was just an old... George had burned every bridge he ever crossed in his life. And uh, he owned that house since 39. And, um, <laughs> yeah. So, he loved to piss people off. He loved to get in fights. He tried to get into it with me. I just kind of didn't let it happen, but... Anyway, so George, one day I'm sitting in my, my back, you know, babe,
0: why are you beating up a 90 year old man? <laughs>
1: exactly. So one day I could hear George just cussing someone out, just yelling at him. And it, it was his neighbor. And, um, I should also mention this neighbor. He, uh, this neighbor spray painted the inside of his garage door, uh, eat shit. And every time it was open, it faced George's house <laughs> So George is just like I, I think George is about ready to have a heart attack. He's just using every swear word that I didn't know uh, you know, men his age knew. I thought these were newer swear words. And uh, <laughs> he takes off uh, on his bike because he'd been bicyc- he only owned a bicycle for like 20 years, this old guy, and comes back. Um, and for the rest of the day, that neighbor had recorded George swearing at him, put it on a loudspeaker facing George's house, so George had to listen to himself swearing at himself for the rest of the day <laughs> on a loudspeaker. It was just brilliant. So that's, anyway <laughs> That's
0: good. I, that's like a that's a colossal battle right there. It
1: was yeah, it was like something from a oh, Cohen Brothers movie. It was just <laughs> surreal. So yeah, I yeah we owned this house. We loved it. Um, but we started realizing, you know, um, we just started to think about what we wanted to do next with our lives. We thought about moving out to the countryside and, uh, you know, having a place with a little bit of land and get some, some chickens and goats and start the old farmstead type of situation. But, you know, we started thinking a little bit more about that, you know, and it's like, you know, you, you know, if you have kids, you can find a babysitter, you know that you know if you have goats no one wants to come look at your goats you know so <laughs> we thought you know before, it would probably be the last move we ever made if we did that so we thought and and you know st- i don't know starting to think about that realizing you know that we hadn't really been outside of Iowa too much you know we'd taken a couple road trips here and there um but uh, and then you know act- actually uh previous to that we had you know, gone to Ireland on a little, um, kind of a five-year anniversary trip, but started realizing that we really liked the idea of traveling. And, um, but we didn't, didn't necessarily have a lot of money. And, uh, we started, uh, talking to some friends that had done some long-term traveling and we started reading some books about it. And, um, and then we actually, we also had, um, a couple that we knew in town that both had like Really good jobs were known in the community and uh, they decided to to join the Peace Corps, you know. Okay. And uh, so we considered that. The uh, thing about the Peace Corps, though, is that you you do a two-year um stint. You know, you have to have a two-year commitment and you only go to one place. And you can't, you don't necessarily even choose where that place is if you join the Peace right. Corps. Like, well, we wanted to see a lot more than just one place. And, um, so, uh, we didn't really want to commit to something like that so, we, so you know, Alicia's, you know, um, the accountant, <laughs> she's the, the business end of this operation mm-hmm. and I, I'm the dreamer <laughs> and, uh, okay. um, but ultimately sounds like my wife. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, uh, but ultimately, you know, she, she said, I'm going to make a spreadsheet that's what she does she loves making spreadsheets so she started like calculating up if we sold our house if we sold our cars if we sold like kind of just pieced together what the rest of all this junk around our house would cost you know we could get about this much and then we could work for about this long and then if we had this much money we could we could travel and see a lot of things in one year you know and um and then we we're like, that's, that's doable, you know, but I mean, you know, and I, and I say I'm the dreamer and she's the the analyst, but ultimately it was her convincing me this was a good idea. This was also during the recession, you know, <laughs> you know, the, the, yeah. the, the recession had hit and we say, we're going to sell our house and just travel instead, you know, Great so, plan. you know, yeah. And, you know, so, yeah, we did that. <laughs> we, uh. <laughs> We just, uh, didn't want to, um, I mean, we had seen, um, a couple friends, uh, lose their houses, you know, um, or just, uh, like, uh, predatory lending situations. Yeah. Um, you know, you also hear about people that, uh, work their entire lives so they can go and see Europe someday, you know, and, um, you know, they'll work their entire lives and, um. You know, they might have a massive heart attack the day after they retire, you know, and and that's completely awful, you know. Um, But, you know, we realized, you know, uh, that that future, you know, isn't guaranteed, you know. I mean, it's not that we don't believe in not that we don't believe in working hard, but we realize that uh, some things, you know, you can't just, you know, work yourself to death in hopes that uh, you're going to have something someday you know, to show for it
0: that you can. Yeah. And you also can't be guaranteed that you'll be healthy enough to enjoy it.
1: Exactly. You know, it's like, and if if we want to see as much as we want to see, we're healthy enough now to go do it. You know, we got, you know, youth on our side and well, it's somewhat of a youth on our side. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I, I was how old was I was? Yeah. I was well into my thirties when we decided to do this, but, uh, yeah, and I had,
0: So let me get something straight mm-hmm. here. You sold all your stuff in the reception, in the recession.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you, you got rid of all the, the, uh, flotsam and jetsam that would be holding you down. Right.
1: Yeah. We, we kept and a then couple of things just sort of, t- yeah.
0: We, okay. We kept a couple so you had something to come back to.
1: Well, we, we knew, you know, there was certain things that we didn't need. We had a lot of, you know, just household items and, uh, Things we didn't need and furniture we didn't need, but when it came down to it, you know, it was like, you know, uh, if we come home again, you know, buying all this kitchen stuff, you know, right. if, you know, we're, we're going to get a dollar to, <laughs> you know, we're going to get one percent <laughs> right. of, of all this stuff at a garage sale. We're going to come home and not have anything to flip an egg with, you know. So yeah.
0: more valuable to just keep and use later. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, so there was there was a little bit of. I think we had like maybe five uh rubber made totes that we stuck in my parents basement and uh and then a couple pieces of my screen printing equipment that was all um you know a lot of that was just uh um equipment that i built myself um like a vacuum table and uh um you know the, the things that i used in that studio um i i sold a little of it to a buddy um, who said I could buy it back at any time, which I still might. <laughs> and, uh, he still okay. got it. And then uh, and a couple of those things I had, um, uh, loaned to my, my old silkscreen professor who was a good friend of mine. Um, and, uh, yeah. so yeah, did all that card of all of our stuff, sold the house, um, took about six months to sell the house, but we did it. And then, um, I had a little bit left, went to live with our friends and then about, um, held on to our cars until about a couple of weeks before we left and sold them. And we had, uh, I mean, we were in a good position in that we, um, we had got our house well under, um, its value and we bought it and we ended up able to sell it for well over its value. We only owned it for about five During years. During
0: the recession?
1: Yeah, I, you know, honestly, Iowa City nice. kind of was recession proof in some ways. We, we were kind okay. of in a bubble. I should also mention that. Um, I mean, there were some scary things happening, you know, as with everyone, but, uh, you know, Iowa City stayed pretty stable throughout that. And also, you know, we just had like a killer deal on this house and, and we had, we had upgraded it a little bit. I put it in a shed and a uh, porta patio and back. Um, but we, you know, we, Oh, uh, I mean, we didn't make a killing, but we certainly made something, you know, and
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah, then we, you um, You made
0: enough to do what you needed to do.
1: Yeah. And we started just, you know, we looked at the map, uh, looked at, uh, you know, we, we knew we had like this finite budget. Um, and we weren't concerned. We didn't really, we weren't like, um, uh, just romanced into, certain places necessarily. But we, um, we just wanted to see a lot. We wanted to see, sure. uh, uh, well, we wanted to see, you know, mostly Eastern Europe and Southeast Asia, um, mostly because there were places we were just really unfamiliar with, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I, I remember thinking at the time, you know, if, if it will work out, I would love to see Iceland and I would love to see New Zealand, you know? And, uh, yeah. And then by the time we were buying plane tickets, pricing things, um, the cheapest flight to Europe was with Iceland Air, which had like a five day layover in Iceland. So just, nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was so stoked on that. So, uh,
0: okay. So check it out. I, this is the thing I want to I see here. Is the website for that still up? Can, can it people is. still see that? Yeah.
1: It's, what, what is that website called? That's called that'swhereyouare.com.
0: So what this is, you guys, that's where you are.com.
1: Yeah, that was covers.
0: There's like mm -hmm. photo journal, basically. Is that what you would call it?
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we bought a real small, um, compact camera that could still do as much, you know, uh, manual settings as we could with it. And, uh, -hmm. um, we really wanted to take a lot of photos. We have so many photos. Um, and then, um, mostly Alicia did some, some writing. You know, just um, about where we are, where we were going, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I
0: I visited. I was I was on that side a few times. I, I I want people to go look at it because this is this is the point. Like this, these guys, they got to a place in their life where you know, feeling like kind of st- stuck. For I guess is that a good way of describing it? I don't know. Yeah, don't know. you know, I mean, stuck.
1: I don't know how to describe what exactly it was um, that made us pull the trigger on that. Um, part of it, you know. I mean, honestly, I'm just kind of a guy that's just like, uh, "Can we do something awesome? Let's do something awesome," you know. <laughs> and uh,
0: see, that's what I like, though. Yeah, I, I don't. I think maybe some people don't. Sometimes you get running through life so fast and this, I shouldn't say some people, I do this, you know, you get going right. through things so quickly that you don't stop and consider other options. Right.
1: Well, you know, and, and it's,
0: you know, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, I just think it's awesome. The main thing is, man, is that you actually felt this way and then you did it. Like you guys
1: sure did it. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I've talked to so many people, um, that, uh, they say, ah, there's no way I could do that. You know, that's just impossible. I can't believe you guys were able to do that, you know, and, and, you know, and I will be fair that there's a lot of people that that's not an option. People with kids. Sure. People have like um, maybe elderly parents are taking care of goats, you know, goats. <laughs> you yeah, know but, I know. you know, so I, I, I used to say like, Oh, anyone can do this. You know, but then I like, I realized I was kind of probably being insensitive, but a lot more people can do it than they think they can. Um, there's yeah. people that feel like they're, Way down to a place, to a life. And, you know, I think there was a line in an old, I can't think of what the movie was from the 80s, where a guy, I, uh, maybe it was Charlie Sheen or Emilio Estevez that said, you know, if I made this much money, like a couple million dollars tomorrow, I'm going to go ride my motorcycle across China. And, uh, you know, you do not need a million dollars to ride your motorcycle across China. <laughs> you need you need a plane ticket to get there and then you need to buy a motorcycle and then you do it you know and it's just right. you know nice it, it's it's your comfort level it's what you think you can be content with you know when when we did this we, we did it on a on somewhat of a budget you know we we stayed in an somewhat of a nice hotel every once in a while and we would splurt on a good meal every once in a while, or at, or a hot air balloon ride over Cappadocia, you know, but, but we, uh, you know, we traveled with, um, 34 liter backpacks that were small enough to be carry-ons. And that's all we had in our back for a year. And we did a lot of couch surfing. Um, if you don't know about couch surfing, look that up. That's an incredible, you know, (laughs) site and system. Uh, it's, it's just an awesome way to just to meet people, and make friends.
0: Oh, you're talking about an actual website. Oh yeah. Couchsurfing cr- is couch a thing.
1: Yeah. That's like a, that's a website and it's, um, you know, people, uh, all over the world, you know, they're, they'll host you, um, put you in their bed and it's free basically, you know, you, but you know, you, people are kind of, kind of read each other. There's kind of checks and balances with it, you know, but, uh, it's, sure. it, more than just a free bed, it's just an amazing way to meet people and if you get into a culture, you know, instead of just going down and doing what all the other tourists are doing in that place, you know, um, you know, if, if you find a, a person you really jive with, they're going to take you around and show you, you know, what the locals do, you know, it's just, a, that is aw-
0: it's like basically Airbnb without all the,
1: without, without the money. The yeah, you, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, basically, out the money. you know, and then, you know, you know, you, there's just kind of this uh you know mentality that you pay it forward, or you know or someday you know you sure. you'll host people in your house you know it's just a community of like minded people really with that and, but we did that a little bit um there's also options like um uh help x is one on uh, a similar one is uh called uh woof <laughs> and it's uh it's, it just stands for workers on organic farms. Um, which is, it's really big in Australia, New Zealand, where you can um, go work on an organic farm and, uh, <laughs> you know, like I I know people that went and worked uh, in, uh, in vineyards in Australia or New Zealand and um, they work like maybe four hours a day, five days, four or five days a week in exchange for um, food and a bed, you know, and, uh, you know,
0: what is, okay. What is that website called? Uh, well, that's that's called
1: Woofing. Um, it's like I think it's something like W uh, W O O F, and if you Google that, you'll find it because almost every country has it, but there's not one single website for all of them. You know, and mm-hmm. then the other one is called HelpX, stands for Help Exchange. It's a similar thing, but it's just not organic farms. It's just kind of whatever you want to, whatever people need yeah. help with.
0: But. And then also crowdsurfing. Couch. Is it just crowdsurfing.com? dot uh, com couch or Couchsurfing
1: Yeah, those are those Sweet. are good ones. You know, for people that want to travel. But we we used Couchsurfing a little bit in Iceland. Um, stayed in some uh, the old uh, hostels in Europe a bit. Um, got over. So yeah, we yeah I'll tell you like our kind of route we took. Um, we went from Iceland uh, to Scotland, and in Scotland we stayed with. Friends of friends of friends. That was uh, another a group of people, a community people uh, living together in a community that were together. Um, uh, re uh, uh, what do I want to say? They, well, they were living in a mansion that they were remodeling, and uh, we get to this mansion outside of uh, um, Glasgow and uh, <laughs> knock on the door and um, agree with a smiley face, and within. Five minutes, we're sitting up on a rooftop of this mansion. We're all singing and playing guitars, watching the sun go down, you know, <laughs> just like inst- <laughs> insta friends, you know. It's just like when you go out and kind of put yourself in a position where you don't really have an option not to make friends, you suddenly make friends, you know. And, uh, yeah. but yeah, so Iceland, Scotland, saw a little bit of Spain in Madrid and Barcelona. Uh, I had a friend in Toulouse that we saw for a bit, and then Paris for a couple days. And then we jumped over to Republic of Georgia. I mentioned our friends that uh, were in the Peace Corps. They, uh, um, they were in Georgia. And uh, so we went over okay. to see them for a bit, and they showed us how amazing Georgian food is, how amazing Georgian people are. It's just, I had no idea what to expect going over there. I knew there was a country named Georgia, and that was it. And we mm-hmm. just fell in love with it. Uh, But we traveled by land around Georgia for about a month. And then um, that hugs the, uh, let's see, the east side of the Black Sea. Um, And yeah, as we're on the Black Sea there, we came down into Turkey. Um, Traveled around Turkey for about two months just because we loved it so much. It was hard to leave. Um, Then right up into Eastern Europe through, uh, let's see, Bosnia, Croatia, Slovenia, then Budapest, Prague, and Berlin. And uh, so, yeah, got a real good idea of what Eastern Europe's about. Just, and, and I mean, you know, you go to those places and, you know, I, I don't know that much about history, you know. But, yeah. but man, you get a history lesson. It's a mind blower. <laughs> it is a mind blower to yeah. <laughs> go through all there. And then we had friends that were in uh, um, Amman, Jordan, and our, um, our layover to get over to Thailand. Was there, so we we extended that layover for about a week and a half and saw some good friends in, in Amman. Got up to Petra, um, and then Thailand for about a month, and then Laos for about a month, Vietnam for about a month, then down into Cambodia, back into Thailand, and then uh, um, I'm kind of watching over a lot of this amazing things happened, <laughs> but you know, mm-hmm. but then, uh, an 18 hour layover in Tokyo just to see Tokyo and eat some sushi and some ramen. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, flew into San Francisco and, and we'd actually never been to the West coast, but we had friends in San Francisco and decided, uh, um, well, we got in there, stayed with them, bought a Volvo station wagon off Cra- Craigslist and then uh, drove that uh, up the coast, saw friends in Portland and Seattle and um, made our way across, got to Salt Lake City. And then my cousins in Estes Park, which we got trapped in a snowstorm, which was the first snow we'd seen in a year. <laughs> and uh
0: and don't you normally see snow where you guys are at?
1: Yeah, right. I was pretty, yeah. like last winter was notorious. So, uh, right. but, uh, yeah.
0: So, okay. So let's, let's get a little focus here. How long were you actually gone? One year. On this tr- one full year. Yeah. Yep. See, you guys got to go and look at the site because I looked at it as they were traveling and vicariously lived through them. Uh, but that's where you are.com, dot com, right? Yeah. Did I get that yeah. right?
1: I made a few videos well, as well. Videos are you get a better idea of what places are like,
0: obviously. And yeah. yeah. I just think it's a cool thing to see, like first of all, this is a totally doable thing.
1: <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh,
0: your proof that it's doable. You mm-hmm. just have to do it.
1: Well, you know, you know, a lot and of now uh, you're
0: Yeah.
1: I was gonna say, well, you know, yeah. a lot of yeah. um a lot of cultures, well, Cultures. I mean, everywhere outside the U.S., you know, English speaking places like uh, in Europe and in Australia, you know, after high school, a lot of kids do what's called a gap year where they just go and travel or they just go do something else, anything else besides go to college right away. And uh, we don't really have that tradition here. You know, it's like you better go to college or you never will. And meanwhile, we have like a huge... Drinking problem and do- and dropout rate in a lot of colleges around here, you know because kids aren't ready to be serious with uh, what they wanna educate themselves with and you know yeah. you know send them off you know this yeah I don't really like the idea of like going out to find yourself just because there's like stupid cliche yeah. with that, you know, but you know it's just like you gotta get out there and you know uh. Get some street smarts in you, <laughs> or something. I agree. You know, you
0: know. <clears throat> I mean, shoot, man i i my my musical career took me exactly uh well. It took me to Florida by way of marrying my wife. But yeah, I you know, it's not like I made a fortune off of it by any stretch. In fact, could barely pay the bills. But I'll tell you what, man, as a guy from a little town in Central California, I don't think I would. I don't think my my grasp of the world outside would be anywhere near what I think sure. it is now. Oh, of course. And I still, and mostly what I know is that it's feeble, you know, because <laughs> you go outside of your comfort zone and see things that you just hadn't seen before and hear perspectives that you hadn't heard before. Right. You know, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to get lost here. I, you know, we, We go across the world. We do all this stuff. I think most people think that's the end of your story, you know? Yeah. But you had to come home. Well, yeah, we had to come uh, home. (laughs) And start living, right? Right? Yeah. So what are you doing now? I mean, I know Cicada Grove. um, Yeah, that's my my thing.
1: Yeah, when I originally built my little screen printing studio, I would put out some artwork and when I put some designs on t-shirts or different things, um, I started a little business called Cicada Grove just as an outlet for um, design and art, you know, and uh, I kind of put that on hiatus when I traveled. Um, But, uh, you know, I'm back and I'm, I really want to relaunch that. Um,
0: How do you feel like your travels have influenced you as an artist do you think it's yeah so it's change your perspective much
1: you know i i think i was heading this direction with it um before the trip but uh you know i used to be very um and i'm i'm lost for like the words for this but you know i i used to feel like a you know a piece of artwork had to have like this meaning behind it like it had to have mm-hmm. uh um
0: a, a, sub- message a message of a message
1: and yeah. a subtext, and all these other things, you know. But, like, um, you know, a lot, a lot of the things that influence me anymore are um, uh, patterns and ornate um, patterns. And uh, you know, I went to Turkey and I saw all these amazing Islamic geometric patterns, and um, hmm. I, uh, you know, Thailand, you know, seeing uh, the um, the temples and just the, the patterns everywhere. You know, everything is ornate. Yeah. You know, and you know that some of those things. You know, some of them might have a little bit of a. Um, oh yeah, this shape is was originally based off this shape that had a meaning within this culture. There's just there's things like that. You know, but um, right. I love the idea of something. Oh, you know, also like tattoos. You know, it's another thing like that. Um, I have yeah. especially been like always been like influenced or uh, just inspired by tattoo artwork, uh, mainly because it's one of the last like folk arts that we have, you know, in our mm-hmm. culture, you know, and uh, I, I love that. Um, but uh, I I was in a village in Northern Thailand where I met, um, well, a friend of our, a good friend we made, um, through couch surfing that brought us in this, uh, guy from New Zealand that had lived there for about 10 years, just, Amazing dude. Ended up, we had a lot in common. We had both kind of been uh, burned out by uh, different uh, faith communities, things like that. Uh, Didn't even (laughs) know before we met him and ended up just having a wonderful time together. But he's a, uh, he's a photographer. Took us up to a friend of his living up in a more remote village in Thailand. it was this guy from California um, that uh, had been, living there for for a while and had married a girl from this remote village in Thailand and has like kids and lives in a thatched little house out there doing agricultural work. But his mother-in-law would walk over and uh, she came over and she saw some of my tattoos. And I got this giant mandala um, tattooed on my arm back in France. And uh, she was looking at that and smiling and, um, and i will noticed she's got this big kind of star kind of sunburst pattern on the back of her hand. And, uh, I was like, oh man, I, that's, that probably means something, you know? And, uh, we're both kind of smiling and pointing at each other's tattoos, you know, just kind of appreciating each other. Yeah. And, and I was like, Hey, Hey, Sean, come over here. I need you to translate for me. I was like, um, ask her what that thing on the back of her hand means. And, um. And she talked for a bit. And then he says, he says, yeah, so when uh, her and her friends were like teenagers, uh, they just tattooed each other, you know, and they do that a lot. You know, I was like, well, what does it mean? he says, and he he talks to her for a bit and she says, it doesn't mean anything. We just thought they looked pretty, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, that is, you know, it's like, ah, I love that because it's like, you know, it's like probably one of the best reasons to get a tattoo in my opinion. It's just like, Amen. I like it because it looks great. You know, I love the way it yeah. looks. I'm going to do it, you know? So, yeah. So yeah, with my artwork anymore, like a lot of what I've been doing lately is just, um, more pattern based things more. Um, I've been doing a lot of mandalas recently figuring out, uh, new ways to print things. Um, I've kind of been without a, a, a good, um, screen printing studio for a bit. I'm figuring out some solutions to that, but I also built a somewhat of a letterpress um, machine out of an old car jack. (laughs) Some, (laughs) some two by fours and uh, yeah, man, YouTube, YouTube will teach you anything. So (laughs) yeah, man. Yeah. I'm uh, doing some prints, doing some, a couple t-shirts here and there.
0: So yeah, we're just like one step away from the, the Neo from the matrix. Just if I could just like take a cable from my laptop, go to YouTube and yeah. download the movies into my head, yeah, it would be even better. So yeah.
1: Yeah. I so was yeah,
0: out there listening get on that. Okay. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I, uh,
1: you know, once you've been through something like that year, you know, I, 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 I was gonna, I, I felt really invincible. Like <laughs> right before I came home, I was like, "I'm gonna go home and get a job. I could do about any job I want to right now. I'm just gonna have all the confidence in the world." And I came home, and honestly, that just didn't really happen like I thought it would. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> and you know, and I'll be totally honest. You know, you come down off something like that, and uh, it was like one of the darkest winters of my life last year, just because I was really it. It, it was hard to deal with something. And, you know, I, before we left, I would tell people, um, you know, uh, people would ask like, why are you doing this? And, uh, um, and it it was, it was hard to really say why, you know, um, I never really had a defined, um, reason for what it was. Um, but I could, I could make a list of what it wasn't and uh and, and one thing that was always the front of my mind and i i think it was more just something to prevent me from being who i am <laughs> is <laughs> is like this is not the impossible staging of an epiphany you know this is not uh going out there to you know set up some life changing experience because you can't set that up. That has to happen organically. That has to happen. Um, you know, the epiphanies need to surprise you to be an epiphany. You know, you can't stage that. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, and I, I knew that wasn't what the trip was, but, you know, coming back again, you sit and, um, you realize how much life doesn't change in a year when you come back to the same spot. <laughs> and, uh, and, and honestly I was, uh, and my cousin was this awesome dude that said, Hey, if you need some hours, um, you can clean some windows still, you know? I was like, awesome. yeah, yeah, I could do that, you know? And I started doing that. And then like, something starts dawning on me. Like, like this entire last year didn't even happen. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm cleaning windows just like I did right before I left. And I'm, I'm back. Uh, you know, it, it's just weird because, you know, you're back with all the people you used to know and they didn't experience that year with you, you know? So they're, right. they're not yeah. going to understand everything that you came from. And then you can only be like, you know, you, you try really hard not to become this guy that interjects stories from the most amazing thing he ever did into conversations, <laughs> you know? Like I, 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 I remember, I remember, actually sitting in a hostel, seeing a, a, a uh, I was on my computer and I saw a, a cartoon on the web and it was of, um, I think it was the cartoon was supposed to be Neil Armstrong and he's sitting having a dinner party. And there's this gigantic photo behind him of him on the moon, holding the American flag. And the caption says, Oh yeah, that reminds me of the time I was on the moon, you know? And, <laughs> and all I can think to myself is I'm going to be that asshole to all my friends when I come home. <laughs> You know, I was like, try so hard not to be that guy, you know, but, um, but more than all of that, you know, you come home from doing something amazing and suddenly, uh, the credits have rolled on your quirky indie comedy, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, the credits are rolling and, uh, you, um, you know, there's uh you really want there to be a sequel, but there's there's no script and there's no funding.
0: <laughs>
1: nope. <laughs> and uh so what is it then? You know, and um I I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Uh we, we found ourselves in this situation where we now live at a Quaker boarding school. And um yeah. and uh, you know, my wife is just, she has this job that she absolutely loves. It's, it's a lot of work. It's trying. And, you know, I mean, she lives on campus because it's a, she's basically on call 24 seven, you know? Wow. Um, but, uh, you know, it'll take a lot out of her, but at the same time, it's perfect for her. Meanwhile, you know, I'm just this, you know, guy that lives in this idealistic setting and uh, trying to figure out. What happens next? what do I do next? you know and um you know uh you know i mean i I try to you know take um you know from the past year you know you 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 find yourself in situations where you have to become content you know you mm-hmm. you're gonna be on a a bus ride for twenty eight hours you know through. You know Turkey, you know, or you're gonna right. be on um, a bus ride for 48 hours through Laos and Vietnam, you know, or, or you're gonna get to a place at one in the morning, and the only uh, um, guest house is kind of nasty, you know, and, uh, and and no matter where you are in the world, you realize that most people see their bathroom as the shower. It's just, it's just a shower head coming into the bathroom and that's what Mm -hmm. you have to live with, (laughs) you know, and like, and after a while, you know, you just kind of, you might have like what you think is a panic attack once in a while, but eventually you, (laughs) you, you you realize, oh, Hey, Hey, you know, this, uh, at least put a shower curtain in this bathroom, you know, and you, you start to see like what the, You know, you you try to find that contentment and, um, you know, I'm at a place now where, you know, (laughs) you know, the Internet isn't that great where I live right now, but you know what? It's free, (laughs) you know, and, uh, you know, you find those things and you think, how am I going to live without that? You know, but, you know, there's after living with what you went through, you know, you realize that your, your comfort level, what you need to be comfortable is a little bit lower um and it's just uh, you realize what contentment is rather than what uh uh you, you think you need to be uh happy yeah
0: you know? well said man <laughs> freaking tony streeter dude from out of nowhere on 10 cents a minute Internet access at a coffee shop. Now uh, I am talking to a dude who has traveled the world. <laughs> it's amazing to me.
1: I'll do it again. It's amazing. I'll do it again someday. I want to get out again. Hey man. I don't know how. But I want it to Maybe happen.
0: we'll maybe maybe we'll come with you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, you know, we've said before, you know, we really want to get out again, but we really want to take people with us, you know. Yeah. Because we've had enough each of each other.
0: <laughs> not
1: for something like that. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, that can, it can be trying, but, you know, it's like, uh, you know, the the places that we went, you know, we went to some of the incredible places in the world, but the, the memories are always about the people you're with. They're not just about yep. the things you see. You know, you go see Anchor Watt or you see Petra and you take some pictures and you'll remember how cool it looked. But, um you won't uh, it won't be like, um, you know, sitting in some hostel with some friends that you met the night before in uh, mm-hmm. in uh, Sarajevo and just made yeah. ama- amazing friends and walked all over town and went to this tiny brewery and uh, yeah, just made friends for a day. <laughs> and then <laughs> you still you, you still think back on hey and you maybe you friend him on facebook and stuff too you know and there's people like that that i still keep in contact with but we think about like how awesome it was when hey man remember when we were in Sarajevo? remember we did this and he's like you know yeah. that was only one day <laughs> you know and just some people Weird. that you meet but also like we said we want to just We'd love to take people with us if we'd ever do it again. We'd love to have travel friends.
0: Yeah. Maybe you'll have maybe you'll have some touring buddies. Yeah. Next time. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then we could all get sick of each other.
1: Right on. <laughs> uh we could find a beach that so we could we could have we could find opposite ends of a beach for a bit and then we get back together for dinner. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll we'll we can all cut ourselves and go to free time and then we'll come back to our regularly scheduled tour. Sure. <laughs> well, listen, man, I think that was awesome. And I think, uh, I'm so glad that you were able to do this. It's
1: yeah, you bet, man. It's glad. Great.
0: Uh, I want to, I want to give the websites one more time. Cause I really would encourage anyone to go and check it out. It was awesome. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we got, we got, for you, we have Cicada Grove is still up, right? I mean, yeah, Cicadagrove.com. Yeah. Go on there and get yourself some uh, artwork for your home that you've spent you know, way too much money trying to make nice. Uh, <laughs> what's the what is the name of the of the print that I got? The um the mathematician.
1: Yeah, that was um mm. Yeah, so yeah, that that I made that about a year before we left. That was when I was thinking something needed to happen was uh, it's a, yeah. So the the poster says the mathematician goes mad, building his bridge across the infinite, but the poet is content to swim in the sea. And it was, um, it's actually kind of a, um, uh, what do I want to say? It's um,
0: a paraphrase. yeah,
1: it's a paraphrase of something that uh, GK Chesterton said. um, And uh, it always stuck with me. I've, I've had people that are both poets and mathematicians love it. By <laughs> and uh, honestly, I never saw, I'll tell you the truth, I never saw it as I am one or the other of those persons, but just that there's a mathematician and a poet raging inside of me.
0: <laughs> I love it. I things hanging on my wall. Go awesome. to, to cool. CicadaGrove.com and get you one of those. And then also, that's where you are. Um, yep. That's where you are dot no obviously no apostrophe. That's where you are now dot com, right?
1: Uh nope, it's that's where you are dot com.
0: Just plain old that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that uh you can go on there and follow their little their their little, their one year long journey across the world. That thing that you've been saying you wanted to do, they did it. So yeah. You should go check it out. Cool. All right, Mr. Streeter. Thanks uh, so much, Mark. Thank you again. Dude, thank you so much for coming on and for sharing. Appreciate
1: you bet. It. Great talking to you.
0: There you have it, guys. Actual world traveler, Tony Streeter. Pretty great. Pretty great. Proud of you, Tony. Miss A, you rule. Uh, let's see. You can reach uh, Tony at uh, cicadagrove.com, that's Cicada with a C, you can find any of his uh, artwork on there as well, and you can also find the blog that we mentioned uh, in this conversation at that'swhereyouare.com, all one word as usual, that'swhereyouare.com, uh, you'll find pictures and blogs from uh, Tony and Alicia's trip uh, around the world, so check it out, uh, as always, the show is produced by Billy Power, uh, Urban Achiever Podcast, and you can reach on uh, iTunes at Urban Achiever, or you can find on uh, the internet at urbanachievershow.com. Uh, this show and any other show of mine can be found at ineverwas.com. You can download them there, just uh, click the links, or you can actually find me on iTunes as well, uh, Never Was podcast and uh, just do a little search once again thank you so much for listening thank you for being a part of it as always if you have anything that you want to write in anything you want to say anything you want to talk about send me an email ineverwas.com the uh, address is the Zone at ineverwas.com and uh, figure out what our next topic is going to be we'll get something good and uh, we'll get everybody talking Thank you once again. Uh, Take care. God bless you and rainbow out.